is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 264 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to dive into how to be an influencer in 2022 and beyond. Now, before we get into that, I want to make sure that if you haven't already, made sure to grab the free workbook that goes along with my book, which is called The Four-Step Framework for Building Your Audience, Growing Your Business, and Making Money Online, that you do so. It is a vital piece that you work through the activities and strategies that are in that book because if you are interested in figuring out how to be a better influencer or more influential influencer in 2022, that is what is going to help you. Too many of the influencers that I work with come to me and they're missing foundational pieces. The best way to get those foundational pieces filled in is to make sure that you read the book and go through those pieces, knowing your problems, serving your audience, understanding that pack framework, which is your positioning, your authenticity, your confidence, and your kindness. And we're going to continue to be talking about that throughout 2022, because as we see and hear, micro-influencers are the wave of the future. That is where brands are putting their money into. They're putting their money into micro-influencers. We're seeing more and more people say that micro-influencers are more influential to them than macro-influencers, than these huge accounts that over over a million followers on different platforms. So when I'm talking about micro-influencer, I'm talking about someone that has a smaller following than 100,000. You have over 100,000, you're a little bit bigger. You've got more people that are going to be involved in watching your content. So we are going to see a continued wave of people looking to micro-influencers to better understand different products out there, the different services that are out there. And you have a responsibility when it comes to that. So I want to make sure that you grab that workbook, work through it, grab the book if you haven't already gotten it, you can get it at off of Amazon, any of your favorite bookstores, and make sure that you work through that process. So over the past five years, we've talked about everything influencer related from how to become an Instagram influencer to how to make money as an influencer. But I've realized somehow I skipped over the importance of how to be an influencer. Being an influencer goes beyond the tricks and strategies and speaks to the ethical and moral obligation that we are making when we put content on social media that is meant to represent who we are. So there are going to be some foundational pieces that I really want to make sure that we understand. And there's also this idea of authenticity, the morality that goes along with it. Because as many of you know, I've talked about this podcast, my business in general, is the mission behind it is so that the young girls that are in all of your lives can see that they can run their own business. And I want that to be done with morality, with ethical decisions being made about what you are saying and putting out there as content. 
And many of you might be thinking, okay, where is she going with this? Where are we going to go politics here? I'm not going political. All I want you to understand is that when we say TikTok made me do it because we went and tried a fad, that is teaching our children and the girls that are out there watching us that that's a good reason to do something. We need to start Stop blaming it on certain things or saying that we're doing certain things because of social media and platforms and take the responsibility and show young women how to navigate social media because it's not going away. Many of you have heard me talk about the fact that I have young daughters. I have a 12-year-old and an eight-and-a-half-year-old. And part of what I believe is I will not allow my daughters to have social media until they're 18 because I feel that their minds are not able to handle social media. They have a phone. They have access to Google. They have access to YouTube. They can see certain things, but they don't have accounts for themselves to be able to take actions that they don't have the opportunity to think about before they actually act. And that's because I feel Social media gives too many of us the opportunity to just spew out information that we often don't fact check, that we often just put out there because we thought it was a good idea or we thought that we should just react based on someone else's opinion. We've heard of the cyber bullies being behind keyboards. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the idea of being able to have access to things and say things without there being an actual thought process that goes into it. So I want you to really start to look at when you're representing your brand, and if you don't know what your brand is and what your business, what problems your business solves, that's why I want you to make sure that you go back to the workbook. But I want you to really start to be able to stand behind that, know your positioning, know who you are, know who you're trying to talk to, and the problems that you're trying to solve for them. So let's start off with the question of how do you become an influencer? Honestly, we've talked about this plenty of times. One of the very first episodes talks about being an influencer entrepreneur. This idea that as an influencer, it's having an opinion and having the ability to have a platform that others can see and learn from, that others can come to you because you're going to solve a problem for them. All it takes to be an influencer is to be solving a problem from someone else. Whether you're talking about style, whether you're talking about recipes, whether you're doing a DIY, or whether you are talking about parenting, something that psychology of someone, whatever that might look like for you as far as the niche and the content that you create. Being an influencer is having that platform and understanding that you are solving a problem for someone else. And that others start to rely on you or look to you to see what your opinion is, to see what it is that you are referring them to. What are the products that you are seeing that are perfect for them that are going to continue to solve the problem? What products are you creating or what content are you continuing to put out there that is going to continue to solve their problem? Being an influencer simply comes down to solving a problem and having others see you as that expert. And again, something to remember is an expert, someone that having an audience, all you need to be is two steps ahead. You don't need to know it all. You don't need to have a psychology degree to talk about parenting. 
You don't need to have your doctorate or your master's. You talk about from your own experience. And that is what makes you an influencer. So a lot of people ask the question, how many followers do you need to be an influencer? How many followers do you need to be an influencer that makes money, right? We talk about that. We're going to do this. We're going to put our time and effort into this. We want to actively see a monetary value so that it is a business. Well, the answer is not one that everyone likes (laughs) because in order to be an influencer, you can have as little as 100 followers and as many as a million followers. What makes a difference when it comes to being an influencer is that you have followers that actually engage with your content, that are there wanting to know your opinion and are asking you questions and looking to you to see what you would recommend in a certain situation or for a certain day of the week based on the outfit that you're going to recommend if you're a style blogger. Whatever your niche is, it's not necessarily about the importance of the number of followers. It's about the actual engaged followers, the ones that are there that are going to continue to talk to you. A lot of research is out there showing that you need 100 true followers and you can potentially have a million dollar business. Having those true followers that are going to do and buy the things that you recommend is all that you need. So in order to be an influencer, there isn't a minimum number. You can have 10 true engaged followers and be considered an influencer. This is especially true for smaller niches that are more specific. If you talk about um, just a very tiny set niche, maybe you only talk about um, vegan farming and what the gardening looks like in order to do that. Again, not my niche, not something I sound intelligent talking about. But if it's a smaller niche where there's not as many people looking for it, if you have those 10 true followers that are certainly engaged with you because you're answering the questions that they have, you're an influencer. So what do influencers do? Well, we see that influencers create content. That is the purpose of being an influencer, creating valuable content that is going to solve a problem. You don't need to be an astrophysicist and solving the problems of the universe. What you need is to solve the problems for your ideal person that is two steps behind you on whatever it is that you're learning. When I started the Malrose family where I created quick and easy recipes and projects, I was not a chef. I was not trained. I didn't even barely cook. But I started to learn how to be able to make meals for my family. And my person, my ideal audience, was not someone that had been cooking for 20 years because my recipes were going to be very simple and quick and easy because they were meant to be for someone who also had younger children, wasn't worried about the ability to be able to create a gourmet meal. They were more concerned with the time that they got to spend around the table with their family. So knowing who your audience is and the content that you are going to create for them is going to be extremely important because as an influencer, your purpose is to create content that continues to solve the problem for your audience. And that content can be on your website. It can be on social media. Ideally, 
you want to have that one place that is yours, a website, where you can then use your social media platforms in order to continue to drive people to the website, continue to grow that you are an expert on with from the social media platforms that they can then find that website where all the content is and all the value that you provide so that they can then see services products things that you even recommend as far as for sponsorships or affiliate things that ideally is what you are looking to do as an influencer you are looking to solve the problem for your audience now, a lot of people ask me, can anyone be an influencer? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Of course, anyone can be an influencer, any sort of niche. There are people that are influencers in the smallest niche possible as far as um, the right cowboy boots to wear. That's their niche. They stay within cowboys. Can you tell I've been watching too much Yellowstone? Clearly. But on a total different side note. There are very specific niches within when it comes to content. So when it comes to being an influencer, it's not a matter of are you ginormous and in a very large general niche, but rather the problem, again, that you're solving for those people within that more specific niche. So anyone can be an influencer. Now, what else, why do people actually choose to be influencers, right? Why would someone, especially this day and age where we watch and see, we hear cancel culture, we see people saying stupid things that they then get yelled at for or get teared apart on social media for? Why would people choose to be an influencer? Well, it goes back to why do people choose to create a business? Because as an influencer, you are looking to be a business owner. So it should go back to your mission of trying to solve a problem for people. I recently had a client say to me that I'm creating this program, not because I need the money, because I want to help them solve this problem. I know what it feels like to be this. That's ideally what you're doing. That's what any business owner is doing. And the money is, of course, what makes you a business. And again, when people actually have to pay for products and services, that's what makes them have some skin in the game. It makes the accountability, it makes them actually follow through and do the things that you're recommending. If we just give free content and continue to do that to the end of time, they have no skin in the game. There's no reason for them. They have no money in place where there's a commitment level. When you have people actually put down money, they are more committed to you, more likely to listen to you, more likely to want to hear what you have to say because they trusted you in order to put the money down. So when we're looking at why you are going to continue to want to create content for your audience that is solving that problem, it's because again, I cannot emphasize this enough and you've heard me say it probably a dozen times already in this episode, you solve a specific problem. So when we are looking at how to be an influencer in 2022, I really want you to stand behind who you are. Stand behind your values, your mission for what you are trying to accomplish for your audience. Stop relying on trends and think random things that we think people want to see entertainment-wise and start getting down to 
the problem that you can solve. It doesn't have to, again, be a huge problem that solves the the reason why all of their energy bills are too high. Instead, it can be something as simple as how to do a simple meal plan for themselves or how to make it work for your toddler, what to serve for dinner. Make it simple. When you make things simple and you actually really start to focus on solving that problem, that's what's key. Entertainment is great, right? We saw during the pandemic, especially in 2020-2021, that people wanted to have mindless entertainment. That's why TikTok got so huge. That's why we saw all of um, Instagram Reels getting very largely popular because people wanted mindless entertainment. And we saw a lot of the dancing and the silly kind of memes that were coming out from different trending music, different trends that were happening. It's important that we make sure that when we are creating content, that we create content that is going to provide that value. We have watched our children continue to hear about TikTok challenges and the different things that are happening in our society because of things that they see on social media, because of things that continue to be put out there. It is our ethical and moral responsibility to make sure that the content we are putting out there is going to create value for the people that are out there and to make sure that we educate others, to let them know how to actually navigate social media, whether that is your 60-year-old mother that has been taken advantage of because she clicked on something and was scammed on Facebook and ended up selling her information or not even selling it, probably just gave it away because she thought it was something legitimate because it popped up on her computer, or it's your 15-year-old daughter that is seeing people talk about these crazy TikTok challenges and the things that they should be doing at school to teachers, to friends. We have to have these conversations. When you are an influencer, you have to have those conversations with your children because I'm telling you, your kids see you on your phone. They just do, right? They see you constantly on Instagram or they see you on Facebook or they see you making an Instagram reel or a TikTok video. Have those conversations with them about what it is that you're creating content about and for who it is meant to be for. Because they're not necessarily, and I know this because I told you, my kids are not allowed to have social media, but they know about all the challenges. They know, they've seen the dances. And it's because other kids are telling them about them. Plus, you can Google half that stuff. And it comes up from being on YouTube. They can look up the TikTok influencers. They're putting their information up on YouTube. So they continue to see it. You have to have those conversations no matter how much you are trying to protect them. You need to have those conversations. I don't limit social media for the purpose of them not seeing it. I don't want them to live in a bubble. I want them to know these things are happening and how to navigate it. That's the key. I take social media away because I know that their brains are not fully formed and they are likely to say or put something out there that they are going to regret. 
that is my purpose behind them not having social media accounts. Not so that they're not exposed to things. Because I know they're going to continue to be exposed. They have friends. And they can look on Google or YouTube or wherever else that they know their back-end way of finding things. But I know that I want to limit the ability of my kids to be behind a computer board or behind, not a computer board, let's be honest, behind a phone where they quickly type something and post it and don't take the time to think about and process the emotions that could possibly come from the words that they are putting out there. They're not equipped with that yet. Their brains are not fully formed. So when you are thinking about how to be an influencer in 2022 and beyond, making sure that the content that you put out there is content that is going to continue to solve a problem And at the same time, since the mission of my business is to make sure that the young girls in your lives see that you have a business, explain what it is that you're doing and letting them know the benefits, but also some of the drawbacks of what comes with social media. Educate them. Let them know about this. And as a mother, I think that this is an important issue for us to talk about because it's not just about you being able to create a business if your kids don't understand how you are doing or what you are doing. All they simply see is you in front of a camera or in front of your phone creating a TikTok video in a reel. And they associate it with whatever else they have seen there and how what else could potentially be out there. Have these conversations. We need to have educated children that understand technology so that you can continue to run your business the best way possible and they can understand what it is that you do. One of the best moments for me was when my kindergartner, who is now in sixth grade, was able to say to her teacher, my mom is a food blogger. She creates recipes and photographs them so that other people can make easy recipes for their family. That was one of the best moments for me. One of the worst moments for me was when I had sold that business, was helping hundreds of women run their businesses, and she couldn't articulate what it was that I did. I was at a place in my business where I was most proud of what I was doing, and I had forgotten to articulate it to my daughters that were watching me, that didn't understand that I ran my own business, had a team of people helping me do it because we were making sure that those women could run businesses of their own. Have those conversations. You guys, I appreciate you as always for listening in. If you haven't already grabbed my workbook, I'm telling you it is going to help you so much. We are going to link to that in the show notes. Um, You can also just go to jennymyrose.com forward slash book. And that is going to have not only the link to be able to buy the book if you haven't already grabbed it, but also the free workbook that goes along with the book. If you haven't already left a rating and review, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to leave one. It helps to get great guests. If there is something about this episode that you absolutely loved, that's your review. Just write it. If there's something that you absolutely hated, write it. It's still a review that gives me information that lets me know what is impacting you the most. So I hope that 2022 is going to be 
the best year, no matter what we are going to come into it, contact with. But I hope also that your business continues to scale and grow. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 